And we are back for the Rack Show, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Horvath. I am joined by Tim Kelly. Tim, how are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Fantastic. We have some guests in studio with us today. We sure do. All right. We have the legendary uh, shotgun instructor, cowboy extraordinaire, Zach Cox. You guys may have remembered him from uh, a couple of shows ago. Uh, and he's also joined uh, by his father, Alan Cox. Zach, Alan, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Yeah, fantastic. Um, So we got a pretty special show uh, for you guys today. Uh, As you guys have heard in previous shows, uh, Zach had a shotgun class. The shotgun class went off with a bang and uh, uh, chunk, chunk, bang. I I see what you did. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, we figured that it would be a good time to, you know, bring one of the students in from the class. It just happened uh, to be, you know, Zach's father. And uh, well, well, we haven't debriefed with Zach at all, or Tim, you haven't debriefed with Zach at all as mm-hmm. far as the class goes, so you have no idea how the class went. Nope. Uh, so live on air, we're going to open up this can of worms, and we're going to go from there. We're going to see how it all went. So before we get there, uh, Zach, Alan, I want you guys to introduce yourselves. Zach, we'll start with you first. Um, let's talk a little bit about you know who are you, why do we care, um, what, uh, why are you here today? Well, I'm here because you guys asked me to be here, but no, I love being out here. I was on another episode, uh, but I'm, I'm Zach Cox uh, with Apache Solutions, and I'm one of the instructors out there. I've been doing that for a few years, and uh, also cattle farm on the side uh, with the guy next to me, and it's a lot of fun and enjoy life. But uh, yeah, I started doing the instructor route and got all kinds of certifications all over the board, and um, decided to start getting into the shotgun teaching realm and created my first shotgun curriculum kind of thing and implemented that this week. And it's a four-part series and we're moving on to the second one now, which is shotgun manipulations. So cool. Alan, you're, you're, um, uh, you know, you're not a shotgun instructor, right? So you're you're not you're not an instructor as far as you know our, our gunslinging thing. But you're a responsibly armed citizen. So um, tell us a little bit about you. You know, what is your background, and uh, what uh, what brings you in today? Well, as as you know, because you're looking at me, I'm an old man. <laughs> um, but I've been around firearms my my entire life. But I'm a pastor by vocation have been a pastor for about 45 years. And so uh, I don't have a lot of firearms training, although I've been shooting guns for more than 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And felt more comfortable around a shotgun, but um, I found out I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, there's a lot of things that I learned, and we'll talk more about that later. But uh, uh, thank you for inviting me to come and give my perspective on the class. Yeah. And... um, I'll be glad to do that. Yeah, giddy up. We want that unadulterated opinion, right? So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jab at Zach a little bit, I'm sure. Oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can count on it. Yeah, that's uh, good. I see oh, the Lord. I see I see the sweat starting to beat uh, up on Zach's face. I so. made a special trip in here today just for that. Yeah, exactly. For, for for all of you guys uh, watching us on the live stream, you know you, you'll see. You know, normally Zach's in his great big old cowboy hat. He's not wearing a cowboy hat today. He's getting a little shaggy. He's dirty. But I can I can see the beads of sweat already. It's yes. it's starting to fill up on his forehead. So yeah, we're 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 gonna have a good time. Um, so before we get into that, Zach or uh, excuse me, Tim, how was uh, how was your weekend? Man, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. I really hate that I missed Zach's class, but um, made it up to Pennsylvania with some of my old veteran buddies, and uh, we did a bachelor party up there for one of my one of my guys. 
and um, went whitewater rafting. Oh, giddy up. That was fun, man. That was our, all of us. That was our first time. Had an excellent guide. We had to do all kinds of really fancy, cool stuff. Yeah. And um, really enjoyed our weekend. Yeah, really did. very cool. I, I uh, actually, I'm, it's funny that Zach's here. Zach got me into something neat. I got to involve the family. It's a family fun activity, geocaching. Um, so it is, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. So, uh, there's an app, you can open up the app and, uh, there are these geocaches, these, uh, it's like adult scavenger. Oh, well, not really adult. adult it's a family hunting. fun treasure yeah. hunting, right? Everybody. Yeah. So yeah, everybody can get involved, but, uh, there's these clues or these locations of things, these caches that you can go and find, go and search. And some of these are, you know, literally out in the middle of the woods at a park, something like that. And, and they're all uh, different sizes, small, all different sizes. Yeah. yeah, they're they're kind of all over the place. And um, so I was able to take the family out, and uh, we went geocaching together as a family for the first time. It was a riot. We had so much fun. Like it was. Yeah, it, you know, having uh, you know my son and my daughter just you know running through the woods, looking, you know, flipping over every log, every rock, every stump that they can you know get into. It was a fantastic time. We really had really had a lot of fun. Um, all right, so Zach's class. So Zach, what uh, what class did you teach? Uh, how, and uh, give us a little little bit of details on that. So it's a four part series. Um, the shotgun. Uh, this one, the first one we did was shotgun control. Uh, the next couple is going to be shotgun manipulations, shotgun applications, and then shotgun metrics. Uh, but this class was more about control, uh, controlling yourself, controlling your uh, shotgun, and being able to maintain control uh, with recoil management, with your mind and self-defense, and it's just across the board mainly about control. Yeah. So it was fun. And, um, I, I, you know, I was also at the class. I was able to, to participate some. Um, you also covered applications, right? So different uses for different types of shotguns, why you want to use particular shotguns. Yep. Um, went over a little bit of, like, nomenclature, different parts of shotguns. I mean, it was it was jam-packed. It had a lot of really good information that was in there. Yeah, it was good. The um, We went through different kinds of applications of, like, whether it's hunting, self-defense, competition, things like that, even just fun, recreational. Um, but it was really cool because a lot of that, the fundamentals of control and controlling the shotgun applies to all of it, applies to the self-defense side, the competition side, all of that. So it was really good. It, it was really cool to see all the students really learn and accept all the information very well. So, Yeah, that was one of the things I really thought went well in the course. You know, it, it was a, a very diverse class. So we had people who had been around shotguns, you know, all their lives, you know, such as Alan. We had people that um, literally that class was the very first time that they had touched a shotgun. Yeah. Um, they had, you know, borrowed a shotgun, you know, from us so that they can, you know, go through the course, which is fantastic. We encourage that. Um and then, uh, and then we had the gamut. We had some guys who have been shooting, you know, shotgun competitively for years. We had some guys that, and, and gals, I should say, um, that, um, you know, just were wanted to know a little bit more or wanted to learn, uh, you know, know, learn things that they didn't know, right? Yeah. So if, trying, yeah. trying to figure things out. I think there were several people in there. In fact, most everybody in there learned something yeah, yeah. that they didn't know. I, it was excellent in that respect. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I think what we'll do is um, uh, we're we're going to cut to break here here in uh, about a minute and a half or so. But you know, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about Alan, your experience and what you learned, and dive into that a little bit. 
Um, you know, Zach, we don't want to give too much of your secret sauce away, but you know, the, the, it, it was just, it was, the content was just so good. Like it was just such an enjoyable class. Um, the, the, the piece that really stuck out to me was, you know, the applications piece. Um, not every shotgun, not every um, tool that you use can be used in the exact same manner, the exact same way, and is not needed for every application, right? So yeah. there are some shotguns that are great for literally hunting. There are some shotguns that are great for home defense. There are some shotguns that are great for competition. But as far as, you, you know, across the board, um, I mean, you can use the, use the tool that you have. Yeah. But across the board, there are certain things that work well and certain things that don't. Absolutely. So, yeah, well, fantastic. Well, uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start w- working towards uh, talking about that. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, Alan's experience. We'll figure out a little bit about, you know, what he learned and what he liked and what he didn't like. And uh, we're, we're going to pick on Zach a little bit. So let's, uh, let's see how that goes. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Rack Show, where we talk about everything regarding the responsibly armed citizen. We are back with Zach and Alan Cox and Frank Horvath talking about Zach's shotgun control workshop. Kind of want to, I kind of want to make mention the stuff that just, just really doesn't get a whole lot of spotlight is the the work that goes on behind the scenes to make a class like this happen. Yeah. You know, when you said, you know, this this class was exceptional, it was great. It's really no surprise to me. I mean, Zach's an excellent instructor, but really what goes into it is the work that you put in prior to. And what a lot of his students may not have seen are that hours upon hours upon hours of orchestrating an event like this. I mean, it's a four-hour class, but there's a lot, as you said, it's jam-packed, yeah. full of stuff. And there's a certain flow. Um, there's a certain way you have to organize it in order for it to actually be received well by students. Zach, you want to tell us a little bit about your experience with the, your first your first real outline that you, you organized? Yeah, it was uh, never actually doing it before. It was kind of nerve-wracking. And also to live up to the Apache name as well. <laughs> uh, it was daunting at first, but the more that I got into it and the more I worked, the more I worked. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I never realized how much went into it and what it takes to get all the T's crossed and the I's dotted um, to make a class go well and be proficient and make students happy and get them to be able to learn. And yeah, um, I mean, and it showed, right? Yeah. So like a lot of that hard work, a lot of that 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 back end stuff that you know you, you'll talk a little bit more about. Um, yeah, from my point of view, you know, the students were safe. The students had a good time. You know, there no, there wasn't a ton of pressure. I mean, there's a little bit of pressure, but it, it, sure. it was you know it was needed. You know, you're you're doing something new. You're doing something that's foreign. Um, but uh, no, like that it, it was it was 100% evident. It was 100% evident that you know that yeah. Zach put a lot well, of work. Well, teaching is uh, and instructing on the line and out on the range. I've I've done uh, a bunch and with you guys and even separately. Uh, part of Apache teaching different classes and things, but creating my own curriculum and my my first shotgun curriculum because a lot of times we do a lot of pistol self defense stuff uh, at Apache, but this is the first shotgun curriculum that we've created. But the more I got into it, I'm I'm very very bad at computers, so Tim's been helping me and. 
helping me work through the different computer stuff and wizardry. And but I got to learn a lot during the process and learn about myself more too, so I can be a better instructor, better man, all that good stuff. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of hard work, but a lot of fun. All that hard work, did it pay off? Yeah, it was worth it. Um, It taught me so much, but it also created a class that was good to bring to students. And it was was very beneficial for me and them um, to be able to do this and then bring it to them. So it was very rewarding. Man, I'll say, and I'm not exaggerating when I say hours upon hours of study and outline management and putting... And testing. All, yeah, putting all this stuff together, using your laboratory to test yeah. out whether or not these actual um, exercises and drills and stuff like that that you're going to be running, using that laboratory to make sure that it's actually going to work and be you know be receptive. Um, but a lot of times, man, you you go through that outline completely, and you go through it again, and you make changes, and you make changes, and you make changes, yeah. and you make changes, and by the time it gets to the point where you're actually ready to teach the class, you've already taught the class in your head. Yep. 50 different times and so it's it's all it's all there and so it takes a little bit of the weight off your shoulders when you're there and it's it's almost a little bit more mechanical right now like it's just okay now just do it yeah it's (laughs) like business as usual times so i just got to do it now yeah and the laboratories he's talking about is uh, i teach one-on-one private sessions uh for everybody listening out there um so like I would have a student that would have a one or two hour block and I would get to test things on them to see what worked and what didn't, what they liked and didn't. So it was a lot of laboratories is what he was saying and what I was saying earlier, but that's what that is. And it's that was probably the most beneficial was the countless hours with students one-on-one teaching them shotgun, testing things, trying new things. And it, it really helped teach the full class. And if you ever want to get in with Zach for a private session, he teaches at Apache Solutions in Yakaville, North Carolina, every Wednesday. Plug. Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Amen, amen. So Wednesdays, all you got to do is reach out to us and we'll get you a session booked. Yeah, you can do that at info at ApacheNC.com. That's info at ApacheNC.com. And, and uh, what was that phone number, Tim? 336-422-6859. There we go. Blow that phone up. All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, Zach, so what was the one thing in the class that we'll, we'll call it a hero moment. What was that one hero moment for you? They were like, yeah, this, this is awesome. This worked very well. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to do this again. Uh, I would say the best part of the class, honestly, is having my dad there for my first class, um, and his first real, uh, I guess, in, instructed uh, professional class that was he's ever taken. Um, but it was really cool to be able to be on the line with him, help him teach him. Yeah. Um, but I think the to answer your question, I would say teaching the recoil management side of it um, and when it clicked for the students. Um, and like we had a lady there, uh, her name is Patrice, and she, she had struggled with some of the recoil management, but when it clicked for her and the way I explained it to her, she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is amazing. And then she did it. She was like, "That didn't hurt at all. That's amazing." And she got so excited. It was cool to see. I'm not going to give away your secret sauce because it really that I was if you didn't say that I was going to say something just like that. Yeah. So there's a particular drill that 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 Zach does, and uh, again, I'm not going to give away his secret sauce. But um, the way that he goes about, you know, uh, uh, let's say getting the students participation in this drill and having them actually work through this, this process, this technique 
is gold. It is absolute gold. It works so well. Um, you know, I, I got to AI the class, and you know, Zach told me what we're going to do in our, you know, our, our you know, private coaching sessions back and forth and just make sure that we were both on the same page. Um, he was like, all right, do this. And he did this to me. And I was like, uh, uh, like it messed with me at first. I was like, I don't know how this is going to yeah, go. Dude. Like, yeah, it really You're did. Like, oh, oh no. uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me try that again. <laughs> yeah, 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 seriously. Like it, 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 it really messed with me. And then, um, you know, you know, game day when we're when we're there actually in in the class, and I'm helping some students on one end, and Zach's and Zach's on the other, and we're you know we're working across the line, meeting each other in the middle, and uh, it was like, you know, I would I would do this particular thing to the student, and it was like instant light bulb, and I was like, yeah, Zach, go to the next student, instant light bulb, and I'm like, yeah, it was this super is, cool to this see. This is so cool because yeah. you know we'd run the entire line. That was the first time testing it as like a big big class because yeah. we've tested it a bunch of times with singular students and one-on-ones that kind of thing but doing it as a class all together it was it was really neat to see it was really neat to see yeah. it was just like i said it was you know light bulb light bulb light bulb and that that right there you don't see those light bulbs all the time right those light bulbs are you know are you know i want to i don't want to say that they're rare but they're 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 few unusual far between. yeah they're few and far in between because usually it's like you either get it or you don't get it you know one of those kind of things no. um or you know you keep practicing and practicing practicing until you know you get that level of authenticity but when you have a bona fide light bulb moment and you can see it like uh -huh. you can see it on the student's face and they actually like they they you know can get it um that that is gold that's gold as an instructor and then even more you know even more so from that the students were calling themselves out when they weren't applying the proper technique in the moment. And this was yep. right after this light bulb. And that, that right yeah, that was, there, that's, that's where learning is occurring. Yeah, That's huge. Yeah, no. So, yeah, that was that was fantastic. So speaking of the student's perspective, um, Alan, I'd really like to hear what you, uh, what you thought about the class. First of all, first off, you said you have a great deal of time behind the shotgun. Yeah, I started when I was 12 years old, uh, got my first shotgun for Christmas when I was 12, and I'm 65 now. And so that's a long time to be around shotguns, at least 50 years. Sure. And so I come at it, I've hunted every type of hunting that you can possibly do. And so I'm most familiar with a shotgun rather than a pistol or a rifle. I have a lot of experience with shotgun. And so I didn't really want to come to the class, but I wanted to support Zachary. Just being honest. Yeah. I, I didn't want to spend half a day out in the hot sun. Yeah. And I had gardening and th other things I had to do and preparing a sermon for Sunday. And, right. And I really didn't want to come, and, but I told Zachary I would, so I came. And so I came, I, I wouldn't say with a bad attitude, but with a, uh, you know, just going to support Zachary. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm coming at it from a, from a perspective I'm, I was a professional educator. I was an executive vice president at a university. And so I understand education and how uh, curriculum and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff goes. And so I'm coming at it with a critical eye, but also with a critical eye as a daddy, judge, right. knowing his son. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Zach can be a goof off if, <laughs> if, if he wants to be. Big time. I, yeah. I mean, and that's part of his personality. That's yeah. what makes Zachary Zach. Right. And so I'm coming at it from that perspective. And so immediately, um, within the first 15 minutes, I'm saying to myself, man, he knows what he's talking about. He's, he's, he's prepared. He's well prepared. This is not something that is new. He's not a, he's not a newbie at this. He's not a... Uh, a novice. He knows what he's talking about. And so 
uh, on and on it went. And then he starts to train, to educate. And so uh, I think from a perspective, from an education perspective, it was excellent. He did an excellent job communicating. Uh, but secondly, um, I just saw how professional he was as a father to a son, that this was very professional. And I have never seen Zachary in a professional light other than, well, he owned a business, but, and he knew what he was doing there, but I just didn't see it in it the same context. It wasn't firsthand. Right. Uh, yeah. And so from an educational standpoint, excellent training. From a standpoint as a father, I was proud that Zachary, Zachary was, he was top-notch yeah, uh, instructor. And I was very excited to see that as a father. But as a student, you know, there's a lot of things that I could say. And uh, maybe in the next sec section, I'll, uh, I'll say more about that and mm -hmm. about the things that I learned. I mean, things that I had no idea. I had no concept of, even though I'd shot a shotgun for 50 years. You know, one of the things uh, you said in the very beginning of all that was, you know, you have more experience with a shotgun than you do a rifle or a pistol. Uh, that's part of the reason why Zach and I had, we had extensive conversations about, you know, running the shotgun in, in a laboratory and stuff like that. Because you're not the only one. I mean, this is a very, very common tool found in a lot of North Carolina homes. And so that's why I really encouraged uh, Zach to do this. So um, I guess when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about some of the more detailed uh, experiences that you had at the, at the class, some of your biggest takeaways, and, and what was really different. So when we come back, that's what we'll talk about. Sounds great. Let's do that. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on The Rack Show, the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show. Uh, we are coming back to a conversation we're having with Alan Cox about his experience with uh, his sons, Zach Cox's um, shotgun control class. So picking right back up where we left off, Alan, uh, what? Uh, give, give us some things that you learned in that class. What, uh, what things really stuck with you? What things that uh, really stuck out to you? Um, as far as you, know, you said that you've uh, you know, been shooting shotguns for, for a majority of your life, um, but there are still some things you learned. So, so give us a little bit of background on that. Yeah, I, I came to the class, again, not really wanting to be there, but just to support Zach. But I, I realized real quickly that he had so much more knowledge about shotgun, um, and the class was metrics and handling of a shotgun and those kind of things. And, and I thought, okay, uh, let's listen. And so the more we went into the class, the more I realized what I didn't know, what I understood. And so a couple of things, I'll mention two at least. Uh, the biggest thing was the recoil management. And I've been shooting shotgun and in skeet shooting. We did a lot of skeet shooting when Zachary was younger. And I didn't understand recoil management and would go home after shooting all day and have a bruised shoulder and it would hurt and it would be painful for a week and have bruises on the shoulder. And I thought that was normal for shotgun shooting. And so after shooting all day on Saturday, I had no, no bruise, no uh, nothing because of the recoil management technique. And going back to what you were saying about one of his secret sauces yep. is the recoil management. And incredible, incredible way to teach that. And so I, I, I took that away and didn't have a bruised shoulder. And so 
it worked. It worked for me. And I brought a guy with me who had never even touched a shotgun other than picking it up and putting it in a gun cabinet. And this guy, uh, and he had, he had a shotgun that would, would blow your shoulder off. It was just so, it was a powerful shotgun. And anyway, uh, he learned also a very important lesson about recoil management. And it was, that's one thing I took away, and which was excellent for me. I did not understand that before. Had no concept. Yeah. The second thing was unloading a shotgun properly. You know, we in a pump shotgun, you just rack it and it shoots the shell out the side. And I did not know that you could unload the gun safer and properly without having to pick up your shells that flew out to the side. Right. And so that those are two takeaways that I learned from the class that I thought were, was very valuable. There were other things that I learned, but those those two stick out that I had no, I didn't know you could unload a shotgun like he taught in this class. Didn't even know it existed. And, and that's kind of a teaser for those who are listening. <laughs> uh, it, there is a, a proper way to do that and to be safer, keep your shells clean and so forth. And so those are two things, two takeaways that I, that I have. I remember, you know, early on, you know, because, you know, as a kid on a farm, you know, you were given a shotgun or, you know, I was I was allowed to use my daddy's shotgun. And, you know, I could go in the backyard and blast cans and clays and things like that. I mean, that was normal. But, you know, as as, you know, time went on, as I actually got some formal education, that same thing. Like I can I can I thought you unload a shotgun just by a pump shotgun anyway, just by, you know, racking it. Um, you know, running that pump and, you know, going to doing the chunk, 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 right? Um, and same with the semi-auto shotgun, kind of the same thing. Grab a hold of the bolt and just run the bolt back and forth, back and forth. That is not the, that is, it's not, it's not just unsafe. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's a safety factor to that also, but there are so many other better ways to safely administratively handle that shotgun, safely administrator, uh, safely administer administratively handle um, that firearm that people just don't know. You know, you make an assumption, this is what I've been taught all my life, but until you actually sit down and you actually take a class, actually take a course and, uh, you know, learn those other ways, learn, you know, safer ways, we'll, you know, we'll say, um, that it's, it's, it's like that Dunn-Kruger, right? You don't know what you don't know. Right. Um, you're kind of, you know, sucked in the same, you know, e- you know resonant eco chamber, echo chamber uh, as, you know, other pe- people that are around you. So unless you break out of that, you know, that, that's all that you're going to know. Right. And, you know, um, uh, having been doing this for, for a little while, I've met quite a few people who have had negligent discharges at their home right. um, or at range or whatever. And I would say a good solid... And I'm trying to be honest here, a good solid 90% of them, all of those negligent discharges happen during an administrative task. Absolutely. Right. During an unloading phase or a reholstering phase or um, a loading phase or something along those lines where they're just doing something with a gun that doesn't imply that they're... um, uh, they're they're shooting. They're not target practicing. They're just they're cleaning their gun. They're right. they're taking their gun apart to clean it, and they have a negligent discharge. Um, they take their gun out to go do dry fire, and they have a negligent discharge. Or they put the gun away after cleaning and have negligent discharge. Something along those lines. And I, I think there needs to be more time spent on these administrative tasks, so we can eliminate uh, you know some of those possibilities. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I, I'm. Uh, fairly confident around a 
a shotgun because I've handled one for 50 years. But I didn't know what I didn't know. And some of my practices were negligent, and I didn't know that. And so this class helped me to become more competent at what was being taught, which actually increased the confidence level uh, that I had. But I think there are different levels of competency, like in anything. There's different levels of competency that brings about more confidence uh, at different levels. And I I became more confident of handling a shotgun, even though I was already confident, but not competent. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's, it's, it's big of you to say that, right? So it's big of you to, 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 you know, to acknowledge that because, you know, a lot of people that we talk to, especially in our community, you know, we're talking, you know, rural North Carolina, um, you know, a lot of guys that we talk to, if we mention something to them about shotguns or scatter guns or whatever you want to say, like, oh, I know how to run. I know how to run that. And I've been shooting that since I was two, you know, they, and there's an, there's an air of arrogance and it's not, you know, it's, it's, again, it goes back to, you know, you don't know what you don't know. It's so ignorance. It's, it, it's, yeah, there's yeah. some ignorance out there. So, I mean, you said it, you said it in the very beginning, you know, you didn't want to take this class. Right. You know, if it were me teaching that class, you don't, you don't need to come support me, but because your son taught the class, you say, I'm going to go support my son. That's the reason why I, want, I, I need to be there. Um, I guess I'm going to have to skip gardening today and I'm going to have to make up for all those new weeds and I'm going to have to make up for all this other lost time and all the other things that I have to do later on. Um, But it's one of those things that you you sacrificed, uh, you know, specifically for your son. A lot of people don't owe, don't owe that to Zach, you know, so they'll see the title of the class and, and just admit that, uh, or they'll, they'll they'll convince themselves that nah I don't need that I've been yeah. shooting for a long I time. Know That's a good choice. Is, yeah. is that I I didn't think I needed it. Right. Now that I saw what I didn't know, I'm going to take the other three classes, these other workshops, and I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah. I want to know more now that I know a little more than I knew. I'm going to take the other classes, and it's not just because it's Zachary, because. I would have fulfilled my daddy duty yeah. to come out to his first class and then be done with it. Yeah. But now I, it was such a good class, and I enjoyed myself because I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner mm-hmm. that I want to know more. I want to be able to, to even be more competent at what I'm doing, and so I'm going to take the other three classes. That's fantastic, man. I think that there's a, there's a, lot, of, uh, a lot of folks out there, hopefully, that are listening uh, that, could, that could really learn something from that. So, Zach, let's kick it back to you, man. What do you what do you think um, What do you think was the the best part of the class, like all together? Uh, like I said earlier, uh, for me, it was my dad being there um, for my first class and all that good stuff. But um, I don't know, man. It's hard to actually hone it down to one thing because um, there were so many different times and that were so good. Um, I, the whole class was fun. Well, we, talk, we talked a whole lot about recall management. What were some of the other things and administrative handling and stuff like sure. that? What were some of the other, other things that you covered in the class? Uh, this was how to administratively load and unload and um, different ready positions. It was um, how to stand your platform, your stance, um, the correct way to mount and where to mount the shotgun into your shoulder um, hand placement, grip, everything like that. So we went through a lot of the 
fundamentals, and it all worked up at the end to uh, kind of like an evaluation uh, to see what they learned in the class. Um, and it was it was cool to watch them that we went through all of this stuff, and at the end, it was an evaluation, which they didn't really know it was, um, but then they were all doing it, and mm-hmm. they could load on their own. They could shoot on their own. They could mount it. They they were fixing their own stance and fixing their own things, or if they shot one round, then they were like, oh, wait, that hurt. Why, why did that hit my shoulder a little more than normal? Oh, wait, this is why, because mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Yep. And so they would fix it, and it, I would say my favorite part is – the light bulb moments, but also that the learning was happening. They were fixing themselves by the end. Uh, Frank, he was there and he AI'd for me and, and which is assistant instructor. Um, so he helped me out a lot and he got to see a lot of it too, but it was, it was cool to see that they were fixing their own issues and problems and, uh, things that they needed to work on, on their own. And I, th- I think safety was a, was a big issue that I saw is that I saw the, the arena of safety elevated uh, among the students uh, through the teaching and the proper handling of the shotgun. And I found myself being more keenly aware of those safety items and those down the line, I watched them because I wanted to see how they were responding to the education part of it. And so they were all responding in a more safe manner. And so I think that was a key point about the education or the training. Yeah, man. You know, one of the things that, that you know you say early on, and it almost feels like old hat, especially for us that you know are, are that do it all the time. You know, we'll go through a safety brief. We hit, you know, safety rules. We hit, um, you know, in the event of emergency, you know, this is what happens. You know, we really break it down to make sure that there's a safe, you know, environment so that people can learn. And uh, when uh, it's it's very easy, especially when you're a student, when you're learning something new, to get complacent. And that's something that that really did not happen in this class. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some quality learning that was happening. People were getting things like pull moments were happening. And the entire time students were safe, the entire time students were doing exactly what they were told to do in the very beginning. Zach and I didn't have to, or uh, I think Marsha, uh, one of our other um, uh, RSOs, uh, she was there just watching for safety events. She didn't have to get on anybody about really anything. Yeah. Um, so everybody you know, had fun. And everybody, everybody just yeah, en- enjoyed the day. Yeah. So. Every, yep. Everybody had fun. Everybody enjoyed the day. Um, it, it really was, like I said, it was, it was quite an event. And everything worked out very well. Um, let's uh, let's continue to talk about that. Let's continue to talk about a little bit more fun. Let's continue to talk about a little bit more of you know uh, how things went and uh, what's going to happen in the future. And uh, let's uh, let's do that. So you're listening to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show, where we talk about thing, uh, all things res- uh, responsibly armed citizens should know. Uh, we'll be back soon. And we are back. Thank you. If you were joining us for our last segment, we're talking about Zach's Cox. Uh, Zach Cox shotgun control class and uh, how big of a hit it was it went just fantastic we had uh his his father alan, alan cox in the room talk giving us his honest feedback how he thought zach's uh, class went again no no uh no spoilers here it went fantastic uh, both on a personal level and on a professional level uh zach uh i'm done talking about shotgun stuff but 
I want you to give us some plugs. So uh, Alan had made mention of you know some of the other classes that were coming up. He said there's three more. When's the next one, and uh, where can people go to find more information about it? So uh, the next one is shotgun manipulations. Um, it is going to be focusing on uh, manipulating the shotgun in different ways, different reloads uh, with speed and other things like that. It, it's uh, it's diving a little bit more deeper into the how to handle, manipulate, and use the shotgun in a lot of different fun, fast, great ways um, for self-defense or anything else in between. Uh, that class is shotgun manipulations is September 24th from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Cool. Uh, so it's on a Sunday. Uh, it's after church, so dad can uh, actually preach and then come to the class afterwards. Um, See that? So pre- preacher rock up to the church, has yeah. a shotgun on the back window. We should, you know, we should talk about yeah, that. Yeah. And then yeah. just Absolutely. Skip out of time, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's coming up. Um, and then we'll have another one the next month, uh, which we can talk about that later. But you can find it on our Facebook. Um, it, it's on the events page uh, through Eventbrite. Uh, you can go to our website as well, uh, apachenc.com. And yeah. Uh, or you can call our number and ask any questions you got, all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, if you go to ApacheNC.com, you can see all of the upcoming classes, all the upcoming courses. Um, if you click on, if you scroll down a little bit on the page, you can see you know, Zach's class amongst with other classes, things like that, other events that we have coming up. Yeah, so that's going on. ApacheNC.com, yep. All right, so Tim, competency of the month. So our competency of the month for the month of August is what? And what are we talking about today? So we're talking about storage, safe storage of firearms and um, some some better ways to, to go about safely storing your firearms. You just mentioned, I just kind of like light bulb uh, a minute mm-hmm. ago, you, you mentioned the shotgun in the window uh-huh. of the truck. Um, not a safe way to <laughs> store your firearm. All right. Why not? Yeah, so so let's, rather, talk, let's talk about that. That's, yeah, okay. that's 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 a it used to be a rather common way to to carry your gun around, right? Yeah, and did I it guess many it, times took them to school, even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and don't, don't do that. Don't now. get me wrong. Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't do that, that now. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. There there are certain environments where yeah, absolutely. If you wanted to, you know put a shotgun in a shotgun rack at the back of your truck because you live on a ranch, right? And and that's where you choose to keep it, man. That's fine. But when you leave that ranch and you go down to the Piggly Wiggly down the road <laughs> to go pick yourself up a case of beer or whatever it is, leaving it in your pickup truck is probably not the brightest ideas. No, it's not right? ideal. It's, it's a really easy way for somebody just to do a snatch and grab, you know, bust right. out your window, reach in. I, I've I've literally I said piggly wiggly and 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 I <laughs> I say that because I remember seeing pickup trucks at the piggly wiggly down in Camp Lejeune where I used to live with shotguns in the back window and I've also been there when the Christmas lights showed up and there's a Uh-oh. cop standing next to somebody because he's reporting a stolen shotgun right. and a stolen rifle out of his window. And and that's the thing that really that's you know it, it's you know people say oh you know the the criminals are buying these guns and the criminals you know are, are doing this or there's you know gun show loopholes all this other kind of stuff and you know the the I don't even want to say the armed citizen not the responsible armed citizen the armed citizen 
is, you know, taking their firearm and they'll see a sign that says, you know, no firearms inside or something like that and doing, you know, the, uh, what they believe is correctly and, you know, taking their firearm off or whatever it may be, but they're not locking it up. They're just stuffing it up underneath the seat or they're just, you know, sticking on the dash of their uh, vehicle or something, right? And uh, so now you have a, a firearm that's inside of a, we'll say, we'll, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, say it's a locked vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a firearm inside of a locked vehicle that anybody could just bust that window, you know, get inside that vehicle, steal that farm, and now it's, you know, it, it can be used for any purpose. Um, you know, and that's the sad piece of it. Right. You know, criminals are always going to have access to firearms. And as long as people are not willing to secure their firearms, um, what you know, whether it being inside of a, a locked container, inside of a locked vehicle, or whatever it may be, as if they're not going to secure those firearms, then criminals are going to continue to have access to firearms. Yeah. They're going to continue to break into side of vehicles. They're going to continue to steal things. Um, and as a responsibly armed citizen, there are things, there are steps that we have to do in order to ensure that our firearms are secured from unauthorized persons, right. whether that be a criminal, whether that be kids, you know, whatever it may be. You know, there, Go ahead. I was, I was going to say, you know, there's um, any new shotgun or new rifle or new pistol. It doesn't matter what kind of firearm that you purchase from a gun store. Every single one of them come with a lock. Right. So you can lock them. And we're specific. We're talking about vehicles specifically. But you know, most shotguns come with like a breech lock or something like that. You can run a rope through that, you know, run the, the actual breech lock through that and bolt it or uh padlock it to your car to right. like uh, like underneath your seat or something like that if you needed to you know there are different shotgun cases that you could purchase later on and if we're talking about long guns or pistol cases you can go to harbor freight and, and pick up a a apache case an apache case an apache case that yeah. is the brand <laughs> yeah. and, and safely store your firearm in your vehicle speaking about that uh storing your firearm but it's also in your home too mm-hmm. uh we went through the class and that most and i try and say just all in classes because there are some that are and can be drop safe but most all shotguns are not drop safe so storing one in a closet or something like that and one in the chamber it is is a dangerous thing so everybody out there who's listening and you have one in the chamber unload it because if it falls over it could go off and hurt somebody yeah Yeah, a shotgun shotgun. it has and exactly and in the class there is uh we do go over closet cruiser ready uh which call it closet ready because we're not uh, law enforcement, but um, closet ready is still loaded, but it's also in a way that if you dropped it or it fell over, um, but you also have to think about where you're going to store it for children and for neighbors or friends or family or whatever. It has to be stored in such a way that they can't get to it and load it and hurt something or them. I didn't mention that, but in the training part, I, I didn't know how to safely store a gun. And because of that, we have grandchildren around the house all the time, so I'd keep them empty mm-hmm. for that reason. And, well, they're in a safe, but I still keep them empty because I, I don't want any risk of children getting around a firearm that, that can go off. And so this, this was a great, uh, a great lesson for me. I learned a lot about how to safely store a shotgun without it dropping or something hitting it and making it go off. So that was a that was a third point. That's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, when we're talking about gun safes, I mean, this is just kind of how my brain sees it. If it is a gun safe where you put multiple firearms in it, 
That is exactly what it is. It's, a, it's, it's storage of firearms. They don't have any other purpose other than like maybe hunting, target shooting, or um, maybe it's a backup for another home defense gun or, or carry gun or something like that. Those should all remain unloaded, right? Uh, if you if you're have a gun that is tasked out to be used for self-defense, maybe home defense or maybe it's your carry gun or something like that, if it's tasked out for that purpose, it needs to be separated from the rest of right. those firearms and put in its own little like rapid access safe that, that you can get to in a timely manner. And that gun, depending on, you know, what action it is and what type of firearm it is, should be loaded in some way, shape, or form. So for a shotgun, you were talking about closet ready, which is essentially you have round, you have uh, shotgun shells inside the tube, um, but you don't have one in the chamber, right? So um, all you really have to do is pick that up, pick the gun up, and rack it. You know, run the bolt, run the action, yep. and uh, then the gun is loaded. Um, you could do the same thing with handguns too, if if you so desire. Um, but I, I think um, I think what a lot of people end up doing is they just they, they shove all of their guns inside of a safe. And like you said, because you have grandkids going around the house, it's best to just keep them all unloaded, right? Um, there are there are other ways to go about doing it. Uh, for instance, my son. My son's really big on coming to get me anytime he sees a gun laying around, right? He'll, say, he'll literally say that to me. Papa, I found a gun laying around. And I, 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 know, I know he did not find a gun laying around, but there's always that like, okay, did oh, somebody use my bathroom and, right. and leave a gun or something like that? So I go every single time, and he'll do it every single time. He'll take me to the shotgun. I have a shotgun that is, that is out in the open for home defense. It has, we talked about it last, uh, at the last show, yep. we have um, a stop box, uh, they call it the stop lock. Mm-hmm. So it's a breech lock that goes inside the chamber, right? <coughs> and, um, okay, there's that. Yes. It goes inside the chamber, <laughs> and, and, and I can rip it off fairly easily. If Kipley tried to, he's, there's no way he's going to get his little hands around that thing. It ain't coming out. So even if he did, he'd have to run the bolt, and he's, there's, there's just no way, right? So that gun is locked up, but it is out in the open, ready, you know, ready to be used. He can't, he, he can't pick the thing up. He's not strong enough, but he couldn't get that thing apart if he wanted to, right? So there are different tools out there that you can, that you can use, safely store your firearm, even if it is for home defense, if you need you know, ready access to it, right? I'm I'm thinking, you know, for for our next show, let's we're going to stir up some controversy. Ooh. I think for I think I think for our next show because we've all talked about it. We talked about the grandkids, we talked about, you know, your kids. I've talked to my kids on previous shows. I think we really need to talk about we need to discuss um, you know, the Storage for Guns Minor Act. We need we need to talk about kids and guns. Yeah. Um, you know, it's brought up in multiple conversations. We keep talking about uh, we you know, we we tend to talk around it, but let's 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 hit this head on. Um, we're, we're, we're going to stir some controversy up here in the, in our listening area, Iredell, uh, Iredell County, David County, Alexander County, Yakin County, uh, <clears throat> uh, Mecklenburg. Let's, uh, let's, let's see, let's, uh, we'll see, uh, what kind of responses we get. You've been listening to the Responsibly Armed Citizen Show on the world-famous WSIC. Um, we uh, are on, on air every Saturday at 1 o'clock. Uh, you know, call us. Let us know. Let us know if you have any issues, uh, in, interests. Let us know if you have any topics. You can reach out to us at info at And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you for having me.